Welcome to the EU Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the nuances of conduit bending, the in and outs, the uh, ways that you can bend pipe and make sure you do it well and do it accurately. We're uh, here with our special guest, Patrick. He's going to talk about some of the techniques that we use or techniques that he actually uses in order to ensure that you get a quality bend, that your bends are always very well done, um, that you're not constantly pulling the pipe up and down off of the wall or off of the ceiling in order to get it right, and especially uh, making it so that you can get as many bends as you can possible on a single stick of pipe. We briefly went over, uh, you were talking about like there's like a um, three, four, five principle that you use with uh, measuring and making sure that your um, conduit is straight. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, no. Three, four, five is actually a um, carpenter's trick to make a right angle to make sure that you're going straight. And then um, one thing that I'll do is I'll actually make a full triangle. So three, four, five is, uh, I think it's called an acute triangle. I can't remember the name of the triangle, but uh, it basically it's just a, a regular triangle, but I'll do it to two sides, like against the wall. So like I'll find like like the wall, and then you just kind of measure like three feet or four feet out to either side, um, and then you measure three feet up from the center, and then five foot is your hypotenuse. Uh, between the four foot and the three foot mark, you should be able to find five foot and, uh, and kind of X marks the spot for a straight line to shoot a laser. And then you can kind of double it. So like it, instead of like three, four, five, it can be six, eight, 10, you know, or, or whatever you want to double it up to. So you, you, you can do it for not just a short, a short one, but you can do it for thousands of feet no problem if you really wanted to go crazy with it yeah so what's the longest run you've ever done with with uh, uh using that principle uh, about a 270 foot run maybe okay. a little more okay gotcha gotcha and um so where, where, where would that principle i guess be used most often or like, let's say like if, if, if uh um where would i want to use this where, where, when would i want to know this um, so one of the things you would want to know or use this would be like, if you know your work's going to be exposed, um, and you want your work to look as straight as possible, because if your conduit is, is running, you know, sideways or slightly off and they're putting like some kind of wood trim up, kind of like, uh, kind of like they do in Chipotle's where they add like weird little wood trim. Um, the fact that you're off will stand out entirely. And then the the GC, if he's not happy with it, he'll make you rip it all out and redo it. Right, I see. And so, why was doing it this way better opposed to, let's say, just measuring it from like the near part of the wall to the far part of the wall? So typically, you like typically you would use the walls to measure and, and go straight off the walls. This mm -hmm. is more of a trick that I use for like big open spaces like i have to be in the middle of the room and it's either i can and i have a lot of stuff in my way and it's like i would have to either spend all day moving everything around or uh doing some kind of crazy arithmetic or, or just just taking a, a lot of weird pointless measurements or i could just do this one trick measure off the closest wall do this one trick and then just shoot a laser down or pull a string down and make it 
make it work. Right. So would you just basically say that this is like, a, I guess, a good way of creating a reference point when you don't have one? Uh, that's that's exactly what this, this trick is for. It's for finding a, a reference point so that you can be straight to at least one wall. Because, you know, we, we do every everybody does the best that they can to do to make uh, every wall square. But, you know, sometimes things aren't always square. It's kind of like installing cabinets. You know, you take you take you, you take a couple of different measurements. Like like when I'm running like like long things of conduit, I'll take a, a measurement like off of a wall from one part of the room and then all the way on the other opposite side, and that way I can try and find the the most straight line I can. But for this this trick, it's it's worked pretty well for me in like big open spaces where like like in like fancy areas or in uh in uh lobbies and things like that right i got you okay um now the other thing that i um, wanted to talk about as well is um like doing the tricks with the kicks in the 90s can you talk a little bit about that when i say the front of the bender i'm just going to say the arrow um mm -hmm. because the arrow would be you know like if you were bending a typical 90 your your foot's on the heel so that would be the back of the bender now, so I'm just going to say the arrow just to kind of give you a direction. Mm -hmm. um, but let's say you wanted to do like a 10-inch 90 with a kick at like 30 at 30 degrees or whatever. Um, basically, I can use the conduit multipliers to a 90 with a kick without having to measure it. Typically, when you do a 90 with a kick, you would kind of guess where you're going to put your mark at, and then you're going to bend it a little bit, put your tape measure to it while you're trying to hold the bender to the conduit and and quite frankly like it's a it's a pain in the ass to do like to to do 90s with kicks the old school way where you're you're bending it and then measuring it with your measuring tape and at the same time you're measuring with your measuring tape you have to have your damn level on it so that you can make sure you're level so that you know whether you have the right height or not um but this well, this trick is actually pretty simple. It works on like I found it works usually right like right around like five or six inches um, and up. Like like anything below five or six inches. If it really, and I say five or six because it depends on the size of the pipe. Um, because your your not your radius of your bender kind of kind of matters. So let's say you bend your your ninety. Does the ninety length doesn't matter, but you want it to go ten inches. Um, if you pick your multiplier of like 30, all you're going to do is just put the 90 on a wall against the wall. Like you're measuring for a back to back 90. Um, you can use a wall floor ceiling column. It doesn't really matter. Um, but just measure your, uh, 20 inches, make your mark. And then what you're going to do is you're going to put the arrow of the bender facing the straight side of the pipe. So, you're you're going to be facing the complete opposite side, kind of like you were bending on on star, like uh, for a ninety. And then what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to put the notch. Mind you that there's three things: there's arrow, star, and notch. Okay. The notch is going to go on the mark that you made, and then you're going to put your level on it. You're going to stand on your ninety so that it's flat on the ground 
and you're going to bend it up. And I promise you, if you take it to where your level says 30, when you flip it around and measure it, that son of a bitch will say 10 inches dead nuts. And it doesn't matter what measurement you use, it will it will do it. Okay, as so long as, go ahead, go ahead. No, as long as um, as long as the curvature of the bender isn't hitting the curvature of the ninety, it'll work out. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're saying it doesn't matter what measurement you use. You know, uh, um, can we explain that for a second? I, I think I kind of missed it. Sure. So, like, whether you use like a ten inch, like whether you want like a ten inch ninety with a kick or a seven inch ninety with a kick, mm-hmm. or if you wanted like a twenty five inch ninety with a kick. Mm-hmm. It'll all still work out exactly the same. I see. Okay. And, and then the other the other benefit of this method is let's say you had to do like six or twelve conduits. All your mm-hmm. conduits will actually be congruent, meaning okay. will match. Okay. So everything will be everything will be congruent and it'll look exactly the same. It'll look just like a, a robot had done it in a factory. Wow, gotcha. So, yeah, so you say if you do this, like all your bends will be congruent, but let's say like you have a situation where, um, I guess like if you're doing, um, all the pipes are side by side and they're, uh, um, they're either kicking or they're just maybe just like a 45 across a flat wall. Um, like how do you make it so that, you know, you kind of allow for that extra distance between, um, between the holes in the top of the box versus the direction that you're going? You know what I'm talking about? For instance, like you'll see maybe six or seven pipes going in the same direction but you know because like one is further out from the other one's got to be like a little bit longer than the next one and the next one so um like if you know your hole spacing is like a formula to that where your hole spacing kind of matches up with uh how much you add to each um additional pipe you bend you're so like with this method the only drawback that i've I've heard any complaint about Mm -hmm. is like um the spacing on the hypotenuse will actually thin out and okay. it'll go from like it'll go from like a two inch spacing to like a one inch spacing mm-hmm. um but it'll 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 all be completely even and that's actually what i prefer is it all to be completely even because there's only there's only two ways to really do it either one you can do it that way or two you can do it the other way and, and kind of keep customizing bending them but you're going to have different angles for each one and then the other the other caveat to that is if you have different angles for each one, um, there's there's a, a possibility depending on how many bends this one has, or you're going to be overbent and, and really fighting a fish tape, uh, just because you know it's not like a true thirty or true forty five. Um, the method that I'm telling you is you can calculate all your bends and make your wire pulls way easier. Like it just it just makes your life so much intrinsically easier as far as doing the job and getting it done correctly. I see. So um, with that, I mean, do you really prefer thirties over forty fives, or does it matter in terms of uh, of what you use when you're making like offsets, or, or or you're just making kicks or whatever? Um, I'm a, I'm a little weird in this uh this this thing, and I'm usually like a loner on it. Uh, I prefer to take the least amount of bend I can. Like, if okay. I can do a 15, I'll do a 15. If I can do a 10, I'll do a 10. If I can do a 5, I'll do a 5. Like, uh, and the reason why I choose to do such low bends is because I think about it as in pulling wire. 
because you know when 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 you have to pull a bunch of ten wire through you know a three quarter or one inch pipe, um, you know, and you've got you know a bunch of thirties and forty fives, fighting the fish tape is hard, and getting that head to pull through was hard. You know, pulling through a ten is way easier than pulling through a forty five. Mm -hmm. um, but typically, people have trouble matching anything above a 30 or 45 because that's typically the only levels they carry. They only carry 30 and 45 degree levels. They don't carry um, any kind of specialty level where they can kind of find out what the bend is and match it. Um, that's kind of what I do. I have a, a specialty level where I can put it on there and kind of match anyone's bend and then kind of replicate whatever you did mm -hmm. i see that, that sounds pretty clever yeah so uh so along those lines because um like i i've seen like a lot of people use like these specialty levels with you can suck the angle that sort of thing um for doing saddles uh can you talk a little bit about that you're talking about like uh kind of like uh, like the the milwaukee ones where you rotate the dial or the digital level or any of them, because like I've seen guys use like different tricks and methods with those those specialty levels to make um, the different types of saddles, or even just like longer offsets. Like like for instance, I had like with my one specialty level. Like let's say I want to mm -hmm. do a um, thirty degree three point saddle. Uh, typically, I'll set it to fifteen degrees. Right, because your your first bend has to be on the fifteen degrees, and then I'll make the first bend at fifteen, and then when I flip it over to do the thirty, I'll pre bend it to about twenty degrees, and then I'll put the level on it to where I'll put it on the part where I just bent, so that when you finish bending it, the fifteen will the the even though it even though you're technically bending it to a thirty your um your bent piece will read 15 so if you put that level on that piece of 15 degree pipe when you bend that to 15 you'll have a true 30 for your second bend but it'll still be perfect and then when you flip your bender around and do the last bend you, that one you're going to kind of eyeball but you'll have a perfect three-point saddle um and then your total bends in that will be 60 degrees uh, and it'll be a true 60 degrees so you can calculate it um, when you're doing these long pipe runs. And like I said, it, it just makes pulling wire and fishing a fish tape through intrinsically easier. Like I've seen people overbend these things and they just, just it's just a dog fight just to get a fish tape through or just to get the wire poured. It's just a dog fight. Right. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. I was going to say, and the other thing with uh, with doing these little um, bends using the level, like, and I'm just talking about simple bends here. I'm not even talking about complicated bends, but with using the level for these simple bends, like if you're going straight into a box, typically what people do is because they're kind of eyeballing it, they'll they'll have like one bend where it's a little more or a little less than the other, mm -hmm. and then trying to put that bend inside of a box is. It's just so much harder. I, I was on a job site with a guy who he wanted to be the ground guy and he was bending it his way. And I said, no, bend it my way. And I told him how to do it. 
And he said, no, I got it. And I said, no. And I, I started taking off the harness. And I said, here, put this motherfucker on. You're going up there. I'm not fighting your fucking dog shit work. Fuck you. And he goes, no, 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 I'll do it your way. And then he did it my way. And we were able to move a lot faster because I wasn't fighting the pipe the whole time. When you're fighting a piece of pipe, like you might have gotten the bends done faster, but trying to get that piece of pipe that's slightly off into that box where the box is completely straight and plumb, the connector's completely straight and plumb, but your pipe is fucking obtuse. You know, just it's just so much intrinsically harder. Oh yeah, I, I I can definitely imagine that. And you know, all of you who are listening here in in, in the uh, in in the podcast chat, you know, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to post them in the podcast chat, and um, we'll be sure to read them as we go along here. Hey, so I really hope that you're enjoying this whole thing and getting some value out of it. Really quick, I just wanted to be obscene and interrupt your listening pleasure. <laughs> to sell something to you. <laughs> so Electrician U has memberships. For those of you that do not know, you can go to electricianu.com and sign up for our membership. And when you sign up, all of your continuing education is free from here on out. It's just included with it. So it doesn't matter what state you're from or anything like that, what it costs. Uh, all of the states that we are approved in, they're all included in the membership. We also have all of our practice exams rather than you having to go buy our practice exams. Um, we have them all and we just include them in the membership. We have live instruction that we do. Uh, there's video courses that we drop every single month. There's a newsletter. It's called The Spark. But basically, we have articles that we and all of the instructors are writing, and we're kind of curating knowledge and sending you this huge newsletter that's just packed full of code article stuff and uh, you know calculations and all kinds of craziness. Um, but there's tons and tons and tons of things that we do. There's premium content that's not available on video. It's only for our members. There's a Discord channel and, and Discord uh, fireside chats that only members get access to. So there's all kinds of extra stuff if you're like that super extra nerd about this stuff like I am. Uh, there's just a ton of value for you. So go to electricianu.com, check out memberships. There is a link in the show notes if you're interested. So other thing I want to talk about is um, what is your uh, method for performing offsets, whether it's a box offset or whether it's um, just a general type of offset? Uh, what do you normally do uh, for your box offsets? So for box offsets, I'll typically just put the smallest amount of bend I possibly can, like, like, like for with a, I usually like to prefer a hand bender, and I'll usually just kind of feel it where I can feel the pipe just bend, and then I'll just flip it over, and I'll, I'll put I'll slide the pipe forward a little bit more than it should be, and then I'll slide it back until I feel it, the bender touch. Mm-hmm. And you, you'll feel a point where where, where it'll, the pipe will just kind of stop, and then I'll straighten it up, and I'll just put the slightest little bend. For box offsets, you have no real choice but to eyeball it, just because the bends are so slight and so small. I mean, you're talking about literally like a half-inch rise. You know, it's extremely hard to calculate that, but if you just put like a little bend and a little bend and just make sure that you're not um, bending your first bend straight. That's that's usually where I see people going wrong. They try and make the bend so goddamn tight that they make the first bend, and then when they flip it around for the second bend, they're unbending their first bend, so then they spend like you know 20 years trying to straighten up the two different bends. 
Okay, so in that situation, I've seen a lot of people dogleg those offsets. And, and so how, how do you prevent that, or, or what causes most people to dogleg um, their box offsets? It's really just kind of where how, how you see things that mm-hmm. particular day or that particular time and that particular light. Like mm-hmm. sometimes the light, the, the light and the shadowing can kind of create an optical illusion. So where what would be straight looks crooked. Um, mm-hmm. So really, it's just about finding a good like place to see, and then just kind of trial and error, and then and then just knowing how to correct dog legs. And another thing, because you brought up dog legs, like if you bend a three point saddle. And let's say you dogleg the first set of bends. Don't correct it right away. Make the last bend and try and make it as straight as possible. And then when you when you put it in the bender to straighten it up and you pull it, it'll it'll line all three bends in one shot, which is a lot easier than making a bend, straightening it up, making another bend, straightening it up. Um, and then making another bend and trying to straighten it all up. Instead of straightening it up three times, just straighten it up in one shot. Wow, that's interesting. So you straighten it up by doing exactly what again? Let's say you have like your, your let's say you measure back 10 inches, you make your first mark, or mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to use like 30 inches. Let's say you're going to go back 30 inches, and then you measure out your two sides, whatever that offset may be. And then you make your first bend, and then you go to do your second bend, like your 30-degree bend, and you notice, okay, hey, that's, that's kind of off. Like, it, you, can, you can clearly see that you've dog-legged the pipe on accident. Correct. Don't correct that, that dog-leg right away. Make your next bend, and then when you put the, the, the shorter piece in the, in the um, EMT bender, and you... All you got to do is just pull it, and it'll straighten out all three bends and align all three bends. It doesn't okay. matter what you use to straighten out. You could use the EMT bender. You could use a man lift, whatever's around. You can even step on it and pull it with a screwdriver, but it'll straighten out all three bends. Wow, okay. That's interesting. Gotcha. And it's a thousand times faster than trying to straighten out dog leg after dog leg after dog leg. Right. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, yeah, so like if somebody like dog legs, let's say for instance, like if you have a back to back 90 and it got dog legged, um, would you basically use like, I guess, like you were squeezing it inside of a man lift to be able to straighten it out, or what's one of the best techniques to, to fix that? Oh man, there, there's there's so many ways to straighten out back to back 90s, it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but I mean, basically, it's either you have two people with benders on either side pulling in opposite directions you can use a a man lift and just shove the pipe underneath the man lift and just kind of pull it up with a bender or a screwdriver or just your hand Mm -hmm. um it's it's really whatever will hold one side of that pipe steady enough for you to torque the other side and so then let's see so um and there were some other things he wanted to bring up uh, on his podcast as well as far as um like some of the techniques and measurements that you used um did you remember what those were right off hand I don't know if I covered uh, rolling offsets or not. Right. That was one of the things we wanted to talk about. Let's, let's, let's definitely talk about rolling offsets. With rolling offsets, let's say you measure 
uh, 12 inches on your horizontal and 12 inches on your vertical. Um, your offset will not be 12 inches. I can guarantee you that. It'll be okay, some so other Explain everybody what a, what a rolling offset is. So a rolling offset is, is an offset, but it's where the offset has to go at an angle. Basically, mm -hmm. instead of having like a perfectly straight up and down offset like you would normally see on a straight rack, uh, the whole pipe has to offset up, but it also has to go over a certain distance. So it's okay. not just up and down. You're also measuring the left and right axis as well. I see. So, like, like I said, if you had to measure like 12 inches up and 12 inches over, your math is going to work out to be completely different. So, if you measure 12 to the power of two, that gives you 144 inches. And then, if you measure 12 to the power of two again. Uh, that answer gives you 288. And then if you square root 288, that gives you 16.9705. Um, honestly, just call that shit 17 inches. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're using your calculator, just call that shit 17 inches because, quite frankly, what you're talking about is like 164th or like some other crazy astronomically small number that you. You yourself can't even see on your measuring tape with, with the luck, the, the mm -hmm. luck of the gods. Like, you're still not going to be able to see that and read that on a measuring tape. So just round it up. That's 17 inches. So then you would take that 16.9 or whatever's in your calculator, and then you're going to times that. You're going to times that by, let's say, your multiplier. So if you said, I want to use a 30-degree bend, that means you're going to have a 34-degree um, you're going to have 34 inches between your marks, and that will actually take you right to your pipe. And that, that sounds pretty clever. Yeah, well, because you're, 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 you're literally measuring two different offsets. You're measuring, like, one where, like, you're shifting the pipe over, but you're also shifting the pipe up, and it actually calculates uh, a little differently. And so, um, before we wrap up for this evening, um, any final thoughts, anything that you would like for anybody to know if they're really trying to pursue conduit bending and um, what's like, the, I guess, one of the most important principles to know in order to make sure you get it right every time? Um, really, I would say uh, ignore anyone who talked about how fast they can do it. Mm -hmm. Some people are faster than others. But really just kind of take the time to do a quality check on your work. Like kind of get down, eyeball it from different directions, and really pick your own work apart and be willing to pick your own work apart. Um, because unless you actually do your best to make it straight every time, you're never going to learn where you fucked up, and you're never going to learn how to improve. And that's that's going to be the real tragedy. And well, that'll that'll be the difference whether you're on the wall of shame and the unemployment line, or whether you get transferred to the next job and you win craftsmanship awards. Yes, most definitely. Um, so, do you think it's really worth the investment, like to buy a bundle of pipe and just practice at home, um, or is it more, I guess, say, cost efficient? Makes more sense to practice on your employer's dime, or what do you think about that? I mean, if you're really eager to learn it, uh, you you can do that, but. 
Um, the, the, the difference between grabbing a bundle of pipe on your own as opposed to doing it on the job, on the job is always going to propose very different challenges. And that's really where you're going to get your learning from. Like doing the, doing the, the, like a couple of, of offsets, you know, that, 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 if you just want to learn just how to do a basic offset, sure, get a bundle of pipe and do it on your own. But if you really want to learn how to actually be good and do different runs, um, you're better off just practicing on the employer's time. Absolutely. This has been very good information. We definitely appreciate you for coming on. Um, and we may even have you back again to even talk about some more nuances of uh, either running pipe or other things in the electrical trade as far as like, you know, building your conduit, building your boxes and um, anything else electrical. Uh, so we'd like to thank our guest, Patrick. We'd like to thank everybody, thank everybody for coming on this evening. This has been the EU Podcast.